check out the terrific podcast that they do at Weekly Standard, which I'm delighted to be a part of. And you can hear some of the best and brightest of the Weekly Standard uh, there, including our good friend, uh, Fred Barnes. Fred, welcome back. So glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you. So there's a lot of news today, and I'm just going to kind of throw some of it at you. Everything from the U.S. Attorney's Office in New Jersey subpoenaing Governor Christie's reelection campaign and the state Republican Party. That's not good for Governor Christie. The uh, horrifying stories of insurance companies now saying we may go broke trying to do Obamacare, which is not good news for President Obama. And then finding out that uh, as President Obama prepares to make income inequality his top issue, income equality has become drastically worse while he was president. Fred, is anyone out there having a good day today? <laughs> well, certainly not Christie and Obama, and but Obamacare, uh, the plan that you know much of the media, as I'm sure you've seen, Michael, has now said, oh, it's been fixed now, right. and they're just signing up people, and it's not perfect, but it's really moving along uh, uh, very efficiently. That, that, of course, is a complete myth that uh, many in the media, not just liberals in the media, accept is true. I'm sure you saw a few days ago this claim that four million new people signed up for Medicaid, the federal insurance uh, program for poor people. Four million new people signed up in the last couple months of last year. Well, it turns out (laughs) most of these were people who were already enrolled in Medicaid and were just signing up, re-enrolling. It turns out the four million actually is about 400,000. So once again, one of these things that is supposed to be a success is not. And then uh, just looking at some of these uh, states like Oregon, we know what a disaster that's been. But Minnesota now uh, may have to go back and start uh, from scratch with with its whole uh, Medicare, uh, Obamacare sign-up program. So uh, Obamacare, which I suspect this is one of the reasons why the president will be talking about income inequality, not that it, it he won't be emphasizing how much is, it's increased during his administration, uh, but but he won't be talking about Obamacare. That's why he'd rather talk about income inequality. And in Massachusetts, which was, the, of course, the first adopter with uh, Romney mm-hmm. Care, the news here is not a single person has been able to sign up entirely through the exchange yet since they switched over to the Obamacare system. You still have to call someone a piece of paper. You, you know, something that we take for granted, Fred, sitting down and ordering it over the Internet. You can't do it. And the governor's uh, new budget, which came out yesterday, 52% increase in health care, the state's portion of health care spending since Romney Care took effect. 52%. I don't think the average Obamacare supporter was told up front, watch for massive increases in spending. Certainly not. <laughs> that They haven't heard that and, and many other things that uh, show that Obamacare uh, and any state version of it uh, is just not uh, moving along efficiently at all. Um, and we see, you mentioned the insurance companies have discovered that uh, they're not going to they're going to be in terrible trouble, uh, partly because some of these extra added attractions that have been uh, probably unconstitutionally added uh, by the Obama administration, you know, that they have to uh, provide free uh, uh, birth control pills and, they, and, and, many, and, and, and free physicals and, and many, many other things that drive up the cost of health insurance and lead, I think, to the conspiratorial view, which I think is getting more and more credibility that Obamacare was designed to do one thing in particular, and that was drive the private health insurance companies out of business. So liberals could then say, well, there's only one option left, and that is we have to go to a single-payer system. Um, I think that argument 
uh, deserves more respect uh, than it's gotten in the past. I've never believed uh, that that was the case, that that was the real story sure. behind the enactment of Obamacare. But uh, it's uh, it's gaining credibility. Well, and that's the problem with Team Obama. It's so hard to differentiate between conspiracy and incompetence because they go so close. They're so incompetent that I'm prepared to believe almost any level of incompetence. At the same time, the president and his team have engaged in misbehavior like the IRS treatment of, uh, of conservative groups, like going after donors to the Romney administration, like spying mm-hmm. on journalists. All of a sudden you go, well, hey, wait a minute. Maybe this really is uh, you know, uh, a scheme and not stupidity. Well, all I, all I can say is, particularly about Obamacare, but it applies to almost everything else uh, about the Obama administration, about anything they say, mm-hmm. and that is trust but verify, <laughs> uh, because so much, practically everything they've said about Obamacare, including mm-hmm. about the insurance companies, practically everything they've said has turned out to be untrue. Now, should and, people... And, and, I'm sorry. And rather quickly, it's turned out to be the case. Should people feel for the insurance companies? Didn't the insurance companies lobby and spend money to create the Obamacare system to get it passed through the House, give money to candidates and to incumbents to get it? And should we worry that now they're going to pay a price? And Aetna, you know, the the head of Aetna was uh, talking in almost apocalyptic terms about how awful this is turning Mm -hmm. out. They may have to bail from the system entirely. Well, uh, you know, we should uh, we should feel sorry for the health insurance companies only if it means that we're going to, we personally, uh, the American people, are going to have a worse situation on our hands where we'll be stuck with a a, a single-payer system right. bureaucratically run uh, by the federal government uh, and, and all that that implies, of course, the long queues and the, and the uh, lack of, uh, of medical research and all the things that go along with, with a single-payer uh, uh, system. But you're absolutely right. These private insurance companies threw in with the Obama administration, and they, <laughs> I think they will tell you in a private and even in a public moment that they shouldn't have done that. And here we are, uh, three and a half years plus after the passage of the law. Here we are in January after the law is supposed to take effect, you know, as far as signups in October. And still we find out that the back end, the place where you pay and where the insurance companies get information, hasn't been finished. And insurance companies are still having to essentially guesstimate what their patients are going to cost and guesstimate what they're going to mm-hmm. get from the government. At what point does this go from simply being a laughable fiasco to a real life somebody pays the price for it fiasco? Well, pretty darn soon, because March 31st is the uh, uh, cutoff at mm-hmm. which uh, everyone is supposed to have uh, health insurance, uh, have signed up for it. And we know, among other things, that you'll remember all the all the stuff that was said, uh, particularly by the Obama administration and liberals and Democrats and others, even some Republicans, that these poor uninsured people were just right. were just desperate to sign up, and they would almost immediately sign up for this health insurance, which would be free to them uh, for many, many of them anyway. And of course, and of course, we know the number of uninsured signing up has been incredibly low, ten percent mm-hmm. uh, or something like that. Ten percent of the what, 45 million right. uninsured people in the country. <laughs> there have also been studies that show that, for instance, if you sign up for Medicaid, your medical treatment, uh, the results will be no better than if you were uninsured and just showed up occasionally in a, <laughs> at an emergency room. So I the remember whole, the good old days, Fred. The whole the... edifice yeah. of government-run health insurance, you mentioned the Massachusetts part of it, but at the state and national level, is collapsing. 
I just remember the old days when liberals used to mock their opponents and call themselves the reality-based community. We're, we're not about ideology. We're about facts. Is there a point when any of these facts finally penetrate the wall around them? Well, people have learned, you know, they were, I'll have to say, the public was smarter than the politicians, or many of them, because the public was dubious of Obamacare when it was being considered in the first place, That's right. and now is even more dubious and more opposed and in favor of repeal. Um, it's sad to see that the uh, that the, the mainstream media, for the most part, has accepted on the basis of practically no evidence that oh, Obamacare it's been fixed, it's actually working well now, and people are being able to sign up. That's simply not true. Uh, and so we hope that eventually, you know, uh, more and more voters will figure out what's going on here and that there's only one way to fix it, and that's to make some fundamental change. Uh, today, some of the races have moved from, like Arkansas, Alaska, et cetera, moved from leaning Democrat or toss-up to now toss-up or leaning Republican. It looks, do you see anything changing the dynamic between now and uh, November? I don't on Obamacare, and it's the biggest issue. Uh, you know, many liberals think, well, you know, we're uh, getting a higher minimum wage and really focusing on income inequality, uh, that's going to really uh, uh, change the whole political dynamic. I really don't think that's the case. And the president's now saying that, that income inequality, that is the defining issue of our time. Well, what's he been doing for the last five years? Was it not the defining issue of our time uh, for the past five years of his administration in Washington? I mean, look, uh, the public is uh, on on issues like this is smarter than the liberals and the experts in Washington think. Fred Barnes, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Good to talk to you, Michael.